Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Welcome to SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay, and this is our weekly digital marketing podcast. Today, I'm joined by a number of familiar faces, one new one. The uh, new VP of Organic Search Operations, Dwayne Forrester, is with us. Mm -hmm. We have SEO Manager, Rob Ramirez, Content Manager, Virginia Nussi, and Content Writer, Christy Kellogg. Hi, everybody. This is the first show recorded with Dwayne. I think it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, everybody will enjoy it. We're talking about a number of topics that should be a great show. As we had a we had a little donuts and Dwayne meeting this morning at the office, and yep. Bruce, how did you introduce Dwayne to the rest of the team again today? I wasn't sure how to introduce <laughs> Dwayne to the team. I was more concerned about the team actually meeting Dwayne than the other way around. No, you were more concerned about the team meeting the donuts. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we have our priorities exactly. Um, but I think you said that Dwayne is not a man of few words. I did say that. Awesome for us programming the podcast, you know, because have a topic and set Dwayne on it, and we can talk. We can talk. So what I did for this week's show is I asked Twitter if they would send questions, and we got um, a few questions from our friend Jason White. He's VP of SEO and SMM at an operation called Dragon Search Marketing. Thank you, Jason. You can find him on Twitter at. Sonray, S-O-N-R-A-Y. So let's start the show with a lightning round and get to know you. Okay, first, coffee or tea? Coffee. Christy likes coffee. Oh, Christy likes Yeah, coffee, for sure. Definitely coffee. Hot chocolate. (laughs) Absolutely. I like it. That comes from, like, being in Canada, coming from Canada? Yeah, well, I won't lie that every piece of um, clothing I have and every, like, bag that I carry with me, it has a hot chocolate uh, thermos sock included, right? It's issued by the Canadian government to every <laughs> Canadian citizen. I'm sitting here yeah. with my mouth open like, are you serious? <laughs> no, I, uh, I I actually don't like caffeine, so I just stick with hot chocolate. Oh. I drink like three cups a day at but least. Why don't you like caffeine? It, doesn't chocolate have some personal choice? It's minuscule. It's minuscule. So, um, so yeah, we should uh, maybe break out a second podcast on nutritional pieces. <laughs> In, in foods. Eat all the chocolate you want. I believe in that. I mean, that's, that's my thing. Right? I'm sorry, Christy. I'm not a coffee person. <laughs> Calm down. Caffeine is delicious. <laughs> burritos or burgers? Burritos. Well, I like burgers, if they're done right. Burritos. You know, I'm going to have to go with burrito on this one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. California. Virginia? I think you're moving to the right place then. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, come on. Now, they have burgers here that are, <laughs> you know, they load it up with avocado and bacon and honey. Yeah, it's, like yeah, it's completely healthy. Sure. Yeah, totally healthy. I mean, go after the avocados, right? Go. Uh, yeah, let's go with burritos for me. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset, because yeah. why would you get up that early for sunrise? <laughs> Well, sunset happens to be around 4.30 here, so uh, that's pretty easy. Yeah, we can do sunset. Yeah, sunset. I mean, sunrise. 
Absolutely. Wow. Oh, you see, now that's because you don't do caffeine. <laughs> I don't understand this. Yeah, how do you, you know? do both of those, actually? I'm naturally perky. That's who I am. Right, call me at 2 o'clock in the morning. You can't tell I was sound asleep when I answered the phone. How many times a week do you see the sunrise? Not very often. Usually it's I'm up a little before that taking the dogs outside, and then I come back in and the sun pops up while I'm in the shower, and then I come out and I go, oh, look, the day is here. So I'm hoping to change that, you know, being so here on the coast. What time do you wake up? Uh, usually 5.30 or so. It's really early. It is. Yeah. It is. But it means that, you know, I get a lot into my day earlier. Right? Did you know that one of the habits of highly effective people is getting up early and getting things done before they go to the office? I believe it. Absolutely. And it works. You just need a lot of energy to sustain it. Because it means you're in bed at like, you know, seven thirty in the evening. <laughs> no, 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 no. It isn't energy, it's caffeine. We'll go back to oh, the caffeine okay. question. <laughs> question. XML site maps. This is what what um, Jason says. Bing has a tolerance for 3% errors. Google won't go on record. Any truth? Any elaboration? Hmm. Interesting. I've always understood that Bing has a 1% error on sitemaps, so 1 in 100. And that's been public knowledge now for several years. But the fact of the matter is, whether it's 1% or 3% doesn't matter, the fact is that that's a really low number in either instance, and whether Google actively supports it or not, let's face it, they do support it on some level, we just don't know exactly what that level is, and I don't think knowing exactly what that level is, is the point. The point here is, you have to be careful with your sitemaps to make sure they're always clean. It is a point of reference, and the crawler is, tr is trained and will train itself over time, that if it hits this, finds stuff that it cannot trust, meaning it hits you know, 404s and 500 error pages and whatnot, it will literally train itself to not trust the sitemap and not go there anymore. Which then means you're back to the crawler being able to access everything through your website, through your navigation and through the links. So you better have nailed all of that. The point behind the sitemap is to make sure that everything is captured in case these things aren't nailed down. So, you know, I don't think the real conversation is around how much of an error rate there is and what it is. That makes me feel a little bit like, well, how far can I push it or how little do I have to clean up? The answer is it should be clean all the time. It should be as clean as possible every time, all the time, as close to real time as possible. So. What about a tool, Rob? What do, what do you guys use in the uh, production team? You know, it's, it's one of these things where we like to be as manual with the process as possible. You know, so often we run into XML sitemaps that the client produces either through a database dump or one of these things where it's an automated process. And, and we want to manually check all of those paths and make sure that they're as consistent and valid as possible. We want to make sure that the pages that are included are the right types of pages and are never, you know, these kinds of like uh, pages with parameters, faceted search, these types of things that we'd like to exclude from the index especially. And then obviously not going through redirects is another thing mm -hmm. that we, we want to make sure there's no 301s, there's no 302s, there's nothing redirecting to a final destination. Make sure that the final destination is what appears in there. Yeah, um, but many times when you're doing a XML sitemap, you're going to find in Google Search Console, they're going to report mm -hmm. 404 errors that are not 404s. Yeah, they're yeah, valid. Yeah. And they'll report hundreds of those. Sure, are those yes. considered errors and a reason to abandon the XML sitemap? Oh, no. No, no, no. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, that's just the part that is so manual, right? We actually, there needs to be a little bit of investigation there. We need to be able to look at the page specifically. But what is Google going to say? If their tolerance is 3% and you have 5% false right. returns, sure. 
uh, does it mean your XML sitemap is poisoned? And no, I, I fully yeah. understand. And I, I think part of the challenge with that as well is um, what services inside Google are looking at that data. So what services inside Google take the data from Search Console and use it to make a decision that then affects rankings downstream, it affects your crawl schedule downstream, it affects all of these things. That we do not know. But generally the way the search engines are built is all of these areas are segmented and they feed information back and forth to each other while maintaining their own stack. That's the beauty of running a search engine. There is no one person that you can kidnap and get the search <laughs> engine. It doesn't work that way. It's all siloed. And so what we won't know is no one will know whether Search Console is what's feeding the data about the XML back to the rest of the system, or is Search Console just trying to help you out, yeah. and it's looking at data and saying, oh, I don't think that's quite right, and this is what we found, and here you go. I don't know. I'd love to believe that Search Console is pulling data from a smart enough source that may have crawled you in real time, seen something, and is now trying to like dedupe against what you've put in, and maybe they did show up, and the page wasn't available, and that's what triggered the 404 on theirs, for whatever reason. It's transitory, could be anything. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm disinclined to just go ahead and trust it wholesale. I'm more inclined to, like Rob is saying here, like, double-check it myself to know certainly what it is. All you need is a mobile crawler calling up and trying to get the mobile version of Pages accidentally, and then if that gets crossed over into a data source, suddenly Search Console may be looking at data from a mobile crawler that's asking for stuff that doesn't exist and erroneously bringing it back in. Right. That's a simple mistake on the back end of an operation. And it can happen. As much as you may drop a folder on your website accidentally, it can happen in an engine as well. Right. And, and we see discrepancies all the time in the data that Search Console reports versus what's in the live index, right? You look at the index oh, yeah. status count, yeah. and then you do a site colon search. I mean, those are two yeah. different locations pulling from two different places. Yeah. And, and so often the numbers are wildly different. So, you know, it yeah. becomes this thing where uh, which ones to trust. Uh, in the crawl error report in Google, you'll see four or four pages being reported, pages that are no indexed, right? And, and yes. you know, what's the value of us correcting a set of 404 errors that uh, were never in Google's index to begin with, right? Exactly. So again, it is, like you so often say, Bruce, you know, applying some wisdom to the volumes of data that we have access to. Mm-hmm. Alright, Jason, I'm going to save the PPC landing page one for another conversation. Last question. Does Bing Webmaster Tools have a beta program? No, not really. If I'm interpreting the question correctly, a beta program meaning that there are people who are vetted and selected to be a part of it prior to launch the general public, no. If a tool or a service is marked as beta, it's available to the general public. So anyone can go in and play and, and do their thing. I think some of the tools in there may still be beta. I can't recall if everything rolled past beta or if we still had the logo on a couple of them. However, uh, there's no de facto program. You can't call somebody up and say, hey, you know, I want favored status, put me in the program, that kind of thing. It, it simply doesn't exist for Webmaster Tools. Very good. Okay. So I hope that answered your questions, Jason. I learned a lot, um, including that don't get coffee for doing. So it's time for a quick break. We're going to hear from SEM Synergy and Webmaster Radio sponsors. Stay right there for two minutes. After the break, Dwayne told me he wants to know more about how we do SEO for clients at an organizational level now that it's your first day at Bruce Clay, Inc. Absolutely. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. 
Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hi, welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia Nessie, Content Manager, here with a lot of our regular podcasting crew and our newest, Rob Ramirez, (laughs) Christy Kellogg, Bruce Clay, and Dwayne Forster. So it's Dwayne's first day in the Bruce Clay office, and you just missed him waving. And he wants to ask SEO manager, Rob Ramirez and Bruce, how we do it here. I thought this would be a fun conversation to share and kind of open the window if you're working at an agency or an in-house team yourself and hear the answers to some of these questions. Well, I'll defer to the guy whose name's on the door, at least here initially. Yeah, until you guys... <coughs> Repaint the doors. <laughs> You're looking at your future, fella. <laughs> so, Dwayne, have at it. So, yeah, I'm. I, I mean, obviously, I come from a slightly different background. You know, well over a decade ago, I did my own consultancy thing. So, so I have some experience with what it takes to deal with the client side of things. But I think it's reasonable for me to spend a bunch of time listening to the experts that are here right now. I sat in a meeting with Bruce this morning, and I'd asked him, I said, you know, can you outline the project flow and how we do things, how we think about things where our time is put in, time on a client versus time on growing our own skill sets that gets applied across all clients, uh, technologies we use to share data in in a distributed uh, workforce and whatnot. And I'd asked Bruce about that, and he said, I have no idea. So so naturally I thought, now in fairness, Bruce gave me a very good overview of things. But it is my first day, and I'm craving this knowledge. So I'd I'd love to hear from from you guys, you and Bruce, on, uh, on how we kind of run things. You know, so so much of it obviously depends on on the needs of our clients and also the type of project that we've designed for them. And that that goes back to sales and and the initial conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, identifying at that 
point of inception, what are the needs? What is important for us to really address here? Now, let's let's assume that we're going to put penalty assessments and full assessments aside and those types of documents or things that we produce right. all the time. But let's just talk SEO, right? Retainer mm-hmm. agreement, something where we're committed on a monthly basis, you know, to spend X right. amount of hours on a, on a site uh, or a family of sites uh, to get them to rank better. I feel we're fortunate anyways to have Bruce as, as kind of, you know, the methodologies that he's come up with over time to kind of lean on. We've built uh, this business essentially. One of the cornerstones of it is training, right? And how we're able to teach SEO. And, and it is goes back to some of those thoughts on, on least imperfect. And, and, you know, I wish Mindy Weinstein was here, who's, yeah. you know, our great trainer who does such an incredible job of, of teaching exactly what we consider to be our best practices. Yeah. Employing them across uh, all of our clients, making sure that we are least imperfect amongst all of our competitors mm-hmm. and that we're getting things right in our mind anyways. Mm-hmm. Another is obviously our, our siloing methodology, which is something that Bruce kind of uh, came up with himself and, and it teaches to all of us here. The structure of a site, right, becoming more relevant, not only on a keyword level, but on a theme and a topic level, right. which, you know, as a happy coincidence, is the way that this entire thing is kind of uh, moved to, right, yeah. and, and really makes sense uh, at the end of the day when you think about it, right, because the days of optimizing for keywords individually are, are kind yeah. of dated and over with at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and being able to have that be at the foundation of all the things that we do ha- is really fortunate because, uh, you know, that methodology has been, become nothing if not more valuable and, and more widespread, more more usable across uh, the Internet in general mm-hmm. as really the way to do a kind of SEO when you really talk about it. I'm sure this notion is also something that is um, first and foremost in the client's mind as well because, you know, most businesses wouldn't necessarily sit down and think, hey, I need to think 10,000 keywords that are relevant to me. And then they approach someone and say, let's have a talk about me ranking better on these 10,000 keywords. They're focused on their business. They know what their business is. You know, there's a car wash down the street here and and they're looking at it as the concept of car wash and everything that comes along with maintaining your vehicle and making it look nice and all of that. They're not just looking at this and saying, we are the keyword car wash. Right, exactly. You know, and exactly so right. I, I think that you know that that maturity that we've seen in the focus, you know, its time has come. It really has. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. You know, as far as specifics go, I mean, um, as far as how we interact as a team here, we're, we're fortunate because all the analysts are under one roof. Mm-hmm. So we're all here. We get to meet uh, many times during the week as a manager. I meet individually with analysts to talk about specific client projects, mm-hmm. but also their workload in general, right? Mm-hmm. There, Bruce uh, always says there's 172 work hours in a month, right? We try and keep our analysts right around 100 work hours so that mm-hmm. they can spend time doing research, learning uh, about uh, SEO, which again yeah. is a huge moving target, right? Yeah. Uh, Google just changed something while we were sitting here, I'm That's sure. Right and, you know, and, and we as a team can get together and, and talk about these things, uh, use all of the data and the resources that we have access to, mm-hmm. to kind of formulate what we consider to be best practices going forward based on the changes that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really exciting. Makes coming to work every day really a pleasure, right? Because, you know, we really are at mm-hmm. the cutting edge of, of what this all is. We get mm-hmm. to help the people that have come to us uh, as clients and and uh, make their sites better, make their businesses better, and, and mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we focus on that. Uh, but we also get to uh, be part of the digital marketing community and, and really kind of uh, be at the forefront of setting what we feel uh, the direction of this entire industry should go, and, and that's really a credit to Bruce and the work that he's done. Wow, that is awesome. I am excited. So am I. Yeah. So, so am a, I. a credit to you, though, Rob, um, in the few years since you've 
became the SEO manager and I know that it kind of started happening before that but you've really processed um, the <laughs> the like the, the weekly manager meetings with like including sometimes you look at like a, a single project and you get to put all eyes on that project and right. then yeah, it's so important, you know. I mean, no one analyst owns any one project. We always get other eyes on it, right? Mm-hmm. And and Dwayne, I'm sure you're going to become familiar with this process as, oh, you, yeah. as you join us. But the all eyes, you know, putting it up on the wall, mm-hmm. looking at things, walking through a site, um, talking to the analyst specifically, who obviously knows a lot more about the project because they're working yeah. on it. But well, where are their obstacles? Where are they running into problems? Mm-hmm. And as a team, what can we come up with as far as a solution? What, what does that look like mm-hmm. uh, moving forward? Those can be invaluable uh, sessions for us and something that we do uh, quite often actually and to compare it to really what I think of as the process I as I understand it a lot of our competitors approach SEO differently mm-hmm. what they'll have is a bunch of people that do one thing mm-hmm. they just do mm-hmm. tags right right and they'll be assigned a page whatever industry that site is and they'll do the tags, and they'll turn in the page, and they'll get another page. Might be a different industry. They'll do yeah. the tags. Yeah. Basically, sweatshop piece mm-hmm. work, cool. and that is very different from our approach because we believe that it isn't sufficient to just hammer out tags. You really have to make it relevant. It has to be appropriate. It has to match the content. It has to be integrated within the rest of the site. It isn't an island, and we have to build, and we have built, a methodology around the fact that we are fixing the site, yeah, not just yeah. hammering little pieces on the side of a web page and moving yeah. on. Well, you know, it's funny. I mean, you know, it's... it's um this may sound a little strange, but um, every time um, you know I sit down and meet with Bruce and we talk about how the business operates, I learn new things. This is all new for me, and I'm excited about it because one of the things that you and I had talked about recently was the fact that all of the employees here, all of the employees here, regularly take the training. So this is a way to ensure that everybody is versed in SEO, in social media, in the understanding of what we're trying to apply to a business partner. And so when you have these opportunities where, hey, I am I'm this is the work I'm doing. I think I'm up against a bit of a wall here. You know, what are you all seeing that I'm missing? Like that happens much more organically and much more fluidly in this kind of environment. Whereas, you know, if you're in a different environment where Back in uh, May, I did a tour of uh, the Gibson factory uh, where they produce their guitars in Memphis. And it was fascinating to me. I I like woodworking. I like guitars. It was a really interesting thing. But the standout for me was when the floor manager explained that every employee only ever does a single job in the factory. And they do not cross-train. So when you start as a person sanding the neck of the guitar... Forty years later, you're the person sanding the neck of the guitar. There's something to be said for the quality you can bring to that. There's something to be said for the soul-crushingness of that. And that opportunity, which we all face, which is this, I want to grow, I want to learn, I want to do more, I can contribute more. You know, There are environments that foster that and there are environments that don't. And I personally believe, and I'm grateful, I come from an environment that fosters that. I find myself in an environment that fosters that. You know, these are the moments where you realize what your career decisions hinge on. Mm-hmm. 
these are the things that matter. Sure. You know, and it makes it does manifest itself in the quality of work. So no we're question. so we hire all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, growing business, you hire people, mm-hmm. and. There are SEO agencies within 20 miles of us, plenty of them, little guys, big guys, some real big guys. Mm-hmm. They're, they're around. Mm-hmm. We focus on quality. We don't focus on size, but, mm-hmm. you know, we are growing. So mm-hmm. we bring them in, and we look at the resume, and they say, hi, I'm a senior analyst. I've been five years with this competitor. Mm-hmm. And we bring them in and interview them. And they don't have a clue how to do SEO, but they yeah. can do tags. Yeah. One out of five questions, they can nail it. Yeah. The other five are totally, they don't. Yeah. They have no idea yeah. how to do it, and they're calling themselves senior analysts. And, and I'm looking at this saying, well, if this person ever got up and went in-house, yeah. what? They'd be lost. They'd be lost. Absolutely. If they'd be lost here. We don't hire yeah. them. Yeah. Because We'd have to basically bring them in as an intern and train them from the ground up. Yep. And it, it becomes very difficult to hire competent people. When I hired SEOs at MSN, the last, the last topic that I asked about and the topic I cared least about was their technical SEO ability. Hmm. I needed to know more about how they interact with other people, how they convince people to do work on their behalf. I needed to know more about interpersonal skills. Because the technical SEO stuff, oh, I have a manual for that. That's not a problem. I can give you that, and I can teach you this. You're here because you have the right mindset for that. So you've already crossed that bridge. But the rest of it, the rest of it is crucial. That's important. It is that big picture, that macro view of of how SEO works, uh, you know, in in an environment, in an ecosystem that is digital marketing. All the other channels kind of combining to to really, at the end of the day, uh, make a site more usable, make it better, not only for for visitors, but also for the search engines to obviously consider, crawl and index all of the Mm -hmm. data that appears on it. Um, You know, when when the analysts start to get that, and and I can speak to this because um, I am you know, uh, I take a big part in, in training our associates and getting them to the point where we feel that they can be an analyst and manage projects by themselves. And it is almost like a light switching on when, when they're able to uh, stop looking at things as individual pieces, uh, like writing a, a title tag or mm-hmm. looking at indexing issues or any one element and exactly. starting to say, this is a big picture thing. Yes. And here's why we're doing this, what we're driving towards and, and how everything kind of works together. And that yes. really does kind of separate the people that that we employ here and that we work with and the ones like Bruce was saying that we see walk in the door and, and kind of have a, a good understanding I would say of certain parts of SEO but but don't have a, a real good understanding of, of how it all works together and, and uh, the big picture. And it's yeah. downright disappointing really it is disappointing to find how many people in this industry yeah. have no knowledge about how to do SEO they, they know one piece Mm-hmm. But left on their own, they'd fail. Yeah. I would say there's a maybe this kind of like illustrates the point. Like we don't have very many case studies on our site, and we've been working to develop more case studies. We've got a lot of clients who've been with us for a really long time, and it's hard to kind of distill down like, okay, we solved problem X with solution mm-hmm. Y, and that kind of thing. So um, we've been throwing around this idea of kind of making um, a graphic where it's a puzzle, and it's like all the different things that you might do in an SEO um, project or, you know, that SEO, like, covers, like, you know, whether it's 
this technical piece or, you know, XML or index bloat or, you know. So maybe you look at it like that. But my senior technical writer, um, she was like, I think that really dilutes the fact that it's um, that our SEO services look at things, you know, at a big picture level. And we, we solve so many of those problems for a client in the course of our engagement with them. And um, you kind of lose that perspective if you say, oh, we fixed meta tags here and then mm-hmm. saw rankings there. So, Absolutely. I agree. Um, yeah. So we've reached the end of our time this week. Thanks again to Jason White from Dragon Search for your questions via Twitter. To get new episodes of SEM Synergy delivered straight to your you know, inbox on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts, um, make sure to subscribe to us. For more from our team, visit bruceclay.com slash blog. Tune in next week when we'll talk about the Google Search Quality Raiders Guide and have a happy Thanksgiving from all of us. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.